We are in Champions League, man. That was my Dilly din, dilly dong, come on. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. This is the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast with Gary Kearney. Hello, welcome to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. My name is Gary Kernin. Joining me for this episode is Martin Irvine. Martin is an NPL Academy lead coach. He's also a coach mentor. So he's recently started up a new project, a new company called PCT Coaching, which is professional support for, for players, teams and coaches. One-to-one coaching, a little bit of mentoring and some grassroots support work as well. So Martin reached out to me about doing a little Q&A to promote his new project and I said I would I would do a little Q&A so we decided to record it uh, put a little bit out a lot of it about grassroots a lot of it about kind of coaching journey and and how to connect basically grassroots what connection does grassroots have to coaching in the US and coaching at college or coaching at, at the higher level so Hopefully uh, there's some value in it for coaches. Feel free to, if you ever want to reach out and, and jump on a Q&A session, feel free to reach out on Twitter or email gary at modernsoccercoach.com. Thanks for listening to the podcast and enjoy. All right, Martin, thanks very much for the call this morning. No worries. Um, it's good to speak to you, Gary. Uh, tell me a little bit about the, the project then. So the idea is uh, PCT Coaching. We've decided to, to set up and, and offer support to grassroots football. Um, so I'm looking to hopefully get some feedback from experienced coaches within the game to, to help support guys coming on their pathway and, and just so they can learn from it and, and you know, potentially um, get some good feedback and, and knowledge. If, if we can, if I can ask, hey, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, my pathway as a coach was uh, I played, obviously, growing up in the UK, Northern Ireland, um, with a, a pretty traditional route of youth soccer slash when you get to 16, 17 into adult football. Mm-hmm. Wasn't good enough to get taken by an academy in England or, or any full-time football. So my grades were pretty good. So it opened the door to America. Um, came over here on a scholarship when I was 18. And then, you know, played four years in the, in, in the college system at a Division Two school. And then and I made the transition into coaching then. Um, did a coach didn't have any real interest in it gotta say and then i took a coaching course and i found out that it was opened my eyes just a little bit more than x's and o's and it was more psychology science different ways of thinking and and i, and I got intrigued by it so got a stayed as, as wingate worked for gary hamill at, at the school that i played for and then a, a position opened up on the woman's side took it became a head coach and and helped uh, help with that program for eight years then went to Cincinnati, went to California State Bakersfield, and then landed in Chicago a month ago. So it's been oh, good. Yeah, it's been good. Sounds like you've uh, you've had a long and winding road to to where you are you now. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's not been it, my my biggest thing. That I stress to all our coaches is like it's even though you know I've I've been at the Division One level and I've been at the pro level. I don't seem anywhere near like that. I'm trying to climb a ladder of trying to get to somewhere it's just a different form of experiences that's kind of intrigued yeah. me the west coast intrigued me division one did intrigue me a few years ago 
uh, and the professional level and working with a certain coach intrigues me now. So these are these are things that I'm, I'm chasing experiences more than I'm chasing uh, a certain a certain level. So, so in terms of that, what what advice would you give to any coaches setting out on their pathway? I mean, I, I I think the mistake everyone makes. I mean, I, was, I posted a video yesterday on the Modern Soccer Coach Twitter about Jurgen Klopp. Kind of, I thought it was a great great statement about you know almost learning through trial and error and learning through experience rather than than being in a rush, getting to a level and then being ill prepared for that level and. When I was 26, 27, I thought I was ready for Division One coaching, and then when, and I thought my pathway came late there at, in the college system. I got there at like 30, 31. I found I was I was ill prepared in a number of ways, um, and to be a head coach there. So I, I feel that you've got to you've got to be patient, and every experience. Um, here's here's what I would say, Martin, is that I find that most coaches are trying to get from A to B without making a massive impact on the level they're at. So it's almost okay. that they're, they're waiting to get to, well, when I get to that level, I'm really going to take this thing seriously. Or when I get to that level to work with this level of players, I'm really going to do X, Y, or Z. And I think that's tough because players, as you find, the higher level you go are more and more difficult to deal with. Not because of their right. ego, but because they're maybe they're resistant to change, or maybe they're they're used to being a little bit more more independent. So harder for coaches to make an impact. So in no way is it is it easier as you go up the levels. And I think coaches right. should should take their time, should make an impact, and and should really really embrace where they're at and look to make it as as good as experience and as successful as possible. You've ultimately answered the the, the next question, which was: There's a lot of coaches looking to press progress in the game. Um, so, what would you say is more important: getting as many courses in as quickly as possible, or, or mastering each skill set before progressing? So, rather than skimming the surface of their learning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the courses. I think courses are good, but I think they're like driver's licenses. You know, if you're you can take and you can study and you can read a theory book, or you can go and take a test with an instructor. But until you get on the roads, on the on the freeway or on a motorway with with cars flying past you, you don't know whether you're a good driver or not, you know. And that's that's how I view view football um, and coaching because we, we we are rushing these and we're thinking that because I have a A license or a B license or a pro license, I can do X, Y, and D. And it's not yeah. not as simple as that. I don't think coach education is the courses are tight enough that it's quality control. I think there's. You know, I think everyone knows coaches who are who are ineffective at the level they're working at, but are highly qualified. And I think at the yeah. same time, coach, we know coaches that are highly, highly, highly effective, but are not quali- not qualified. So I think we've we've got to we've got to get the combination right and the balance right between you know education courses and then theory and practice, and then also what are you doing? To continue the level, I mean, the, the coach I the, the I took an A license in 2004, 2005. It's completely different now, and it should be. So, you know, I think judging a coach for their ability to step in a training session and to make an impact on it, it and make coaching points, I think is largely irrelevant because that's not what coaching is. So, coaching at the top level is not. I mean, we we've got a training session today with the Red Stars. Rory Dames won't step in and say, and stop, you were over there, you were over there, in the 30 seconds, out in 30 seconds, and play. That won't work. You know, players won't, won't embrace that. So part of coaching at, at the highest level is, is developing systems tactically, but also developing systems outside your play, um, 
which is like systems of feedback, systems of player management, systems of recruitment, all these things that are that are that are enlarging the coaching job at the minute. And I think that coach education is getting there. I mean, I, I talked to uh, Clifton Bush, who's taking a, a license at the minute. I talk a lot to him about what he's doing, but. Uh, we're getting closer, but we're still not. We're, our education system. What I'm trying to say is, our education system is not replicating the game yet. So we got to be doing more outside the courses, uh, and of course, yeah, not 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 trying to get from A to B as quick as possible. So uh, I myself, I'm a coach mental, so I, I feel that I've been very very lucky and been supported. So in terms of your experience, how do you feel coaches are currently supported? Yeah, yeah. Currently supported. I mean, we could we could support ourselves better. I still think there's, you know, whether it's ego or insecurity, we're we're still we still don't want to help the person next to us. And I don't mean like, you know, give them sessions or you know, or call them and give them scouting reports. I just mean by by being a bit more a bit more probably emotional support to be like you know just hey pleasant to one another. Um, and yeah. maybe maybe learn a little bit from one another, and not hammer one another every occasion we get. Um, and I don't feel that again. Federations are, are making massive strides to to improve the coach education information side of things. And like I said, it's not there yet, but it's getting closer to replicating what the demands of coaching at the level we're at are. But I don't think I don't think coach edu- coach education and federation systems are anyway near where they need to be to prepare coaches for the emotional um, like self-awareness confidence how to listen empathy how to listen to players like w- w- how to how to treat our treat our bodies a little bit better how to get you know little breaks keep our minds fresh we're, we're not we're not anywhere near and I think the next kind of frontier of of challenge for a coach is going to be that that mental emotional piece because that's where it's for players right now and I think we're right behind it so as a you know as a head coach what are you doing for your staff to make sure that you know everyone is is kind of in a mental good mentally in a good place and I think as a coach who's who's learning out where where you get your your support system can't just be a source of information you know your support system should be should be someone almost keeping you in a good place because you know, I heard a good. There was a, an article Brendan Rogers yesterday, and I think it was a Coach's Voice article, and he was talking about how how he left. He almost had a little bit of a physical breakdown when he left uh, Liverpool, sorry. And it was it was just energy and happiness, right. and and how important those things are. So as a coach, you've got to make sure that yeah, there's a there's a support of information, there's a support of advice, there's a support of feedback, but there also has to be a, a support of emotion and and that mental. Um, side of it as well and, and, and I think we should be aware of that there because if, if you're miserable and you're not happy and you're not in a good place you're not going to be a good coach um, and I, I know that from experience I think that will hit home with a lot of our, our grassroots coaches that we, we're aiming this at in, in terms of it can be a bit bad world out there and nine times out of ten you, you're thrown in with the players and, and expected to, to cope so yeah, I think that's great well, feedback. Um, we've we've got. I mean, we're all we're all at different. Like, I mean, you're a grassroots coach. Like, coaching is hard, you know, and that's that's the thing that I want to kind of promote through modern soccer. Coaching is very very hard, and at the the top level, like the challenges that I'll have today are trying to convince an experienced player who, again, might be just a little bit more independent or or wired a little bit differently. But the challenge, and, and if I don't get my if I don't get my session right, or if I don't get my work right, or my feedback right, 
that player might she might tune me out for the next whatever days like that's that's hard and it's hard for a coach at the grassroots level to be getting stick from parents or to show up and have to have to you know get fund their own bag of balls or take down the goals or you know fund their own courses it's very very difficult so i think to make sure that we're supporting one another emotionally means that that just could be a bit of energy to be a bit of like just keep someone in the game you know just say hey hang in there it's tough but we're all we're all fighting majority 60 70 percent of coaching is is very very hard work that people are going to to go to criticize you for quicker than they're going to thank you for so i think we've we've got to do a better job as a community and as ourselves to help one another um to, to support that there a bit of a contentious question now there's, there's a lot of debate about development over winning within grassroots mm. um what are your thoughts on this gary and, and, and where do you stand with that sort of statement yeah i mean i, I hate sitting on the fence so i'm, I'm going to try and, and, and word this in a way that i'm not so I think at the youth level, like really, you like U seven, U eight, U nine, U ten. Yeah, it's it's about it's about development. You know, it's about having fun, enjoying the game, finding the love of the game because they're not getting that love in the playground anymore. They're not getting it playing in the garden and with themselves anymore. They're just getting it from TV and and almost society. So that that's not genuine enough for me. So I think a coach has a responsibility to provide an environment that facilitates a growth of love for the game and passion for the game but when you start getting to 11 12 13 14 then i think your responsibility as a coach then changes towards you have a you have a responsibility to make them better players and you have a responsibility to improve them so i think that also coincides with with winning because you know it's like the cruyff quote about you know results without development you know or, or is meaningless and I think it's so true because it's like you wouldn't train a golfer one one v one and or one to one golf coach and then say hey listen go out and and if they score 120 and you say well you're swinging the the club well you know you would you would say yeah. you've got to break 100 today or you have you need parameters that you've got to hit and for us unfortunately it's a scoreline and it might not be right but I think we one thing I would say I I, I do think that we we almost just completely disregard the emotional side of it as well is what winning does and I think what winning does for us and what losing does for us is that it creates confidence or it creates adversity and those two things are 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 scarce today you know how to work through how to build confidence and how to deal with adversity and resilience are are scarce so I think we need more opportunities to create those moments to teach kids so for me I think I think results and a results environment that 13 14 15 is good and I and I think that you kids know that you know hey listen today didn't go well you know great let's get real what are you going to do about it and I think that's a great that's what I, I mean I'm, I'm, a, I'm a parent of a two-year-old and I want you know I don't necessarily want them to go and be a soccer player but I want them to play sports because I want them to learn that things don't go your way there has to be a response to it so I want my wife and I to be like all right how are you gonna you know what are you gonna do your coach yelled at you today wow what a great opportunity to, to deal with some resistance because he's not yeah. going to get that in school and he's not going to get that in society because he's going to be, you know, there's there's too much uh, comfort today. I, I, I agree with that. I think we've, we've, we've almost gone too, too fluffy in a way. And, you know, um, this is what I want to get across to the coaches at Grassroots. That they, 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 There is a difference between development and winning. I think they both go in hand in hand. However, it's, it's just 
having rationale behind you thinking and, and where do you stop the development and, and, and winning yeah and there's no there's no black and white answer right like there's no yeah like I am a I am a development coach and, and that's the thing that's the one thing I don't like is to say that you know we, it's almost a bad thing to say to someone oh they only care about the result but it's a, it's almost a good thing for someone to be like I'm just about development like that shouldn't be right like you know that's like a teacher, a teacher saying hey I'm just about teaching you a b and c but when you take the test i'm not going to be responsible for your grade and that, you just yeah. wouldn't get away with that i think it goes back to what, what you said earlier in terms of um, learning yourself and finding out where you are on that so you might not decide in your first season at under sevens under eights if you're a development coach or, or a coach that places winning as more important you find yourself on that pathway mm. and on that journey ultimately Oh, absolutely! Like on on that, I would you know, trying to again with our with our mentorship program, we're trying to get coaches that are you know find yourself in terms of like what motivates you. And for me, I mean, result the result doesn't motivate me. Doesn't more like I was I was talk I talked to Craig Harrington work, so I talked to Craig. I mean, Craig is he's a results guy. Um, he's like, we need to win, we need to win, and I'm like, yeah, winning's great because I'm at the level that we have to win, but. It's not. It doesn't get yeah. me up in the morning. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't motivate me, and I'm perfectly fine saying that. Like, I can. I can. If we lose okay. and players get from A to B and and perform and be well, I'm perfectly fine going to bed at night and and put my head on the pillow. But some coaches are wired differently, and they have to win. And I don't have a yeah. problem with that. But I. But I think we just have to be, like you said, we have to be real in who we are because we have to know what motivates us, and we have to know. How to how to facilitate or how to communicate that there to our players? And like I said, I think that'll hit home with a lot of what lot of the coaches that we're we're hopefully aiming to, to support. Um, so, so finally, um, if you could go and revisit your younger self on the coaching pathway, what words of wisdom would you offer? Oh, great question. Um, I mean, I, I'd say that the one thing I, I thought, you know. The, the old cliche, like I don't have any regrets. I mean, I, I think every every expert made a lot of mistakes, and someone asked me this on Twitter the other day. But a mistake I made in my younger years was was probably making emotional decisions, rushing into decisions, and now I'm a little bit more patient. Where I'm gonna I'm gonna think about it. I believe in the value of a staff in terms of you know discussions, and you know that decision doesn't have to be made right now. That decision can be made in two or three hours after you talk to everyone. So. But I think for me personally, uh, the one thing that, you know, I went to win uh, when I was 24 and I left when I was 31 and I feel that I just, I, I relived the same experiences for a lot of years from almost from 26 to 34 years. I, I didn't have a lot of different experiences, either soccer or in my life. I didn't do enough traveling. I didn't get outside my comfort zone and meet more people. I didn't, you know, and right now that's the, you know that's what I'm trying to. I'm. I'm not. It's not my personality to go and go around the world and travel and you know backpack and do all that there. So for me, it's it's a it's a conscious effort. So I would have a word with Gary at 26 years of age and and book him a plane ticket and and contact some people because my greatest my greatest education as a coach has been talking to people who have different views than myself and learning from them and it's moved me in different. So. Yeah, that would be it's you know, we almost gravitate towards we gravitate towards supporting a team that, that we fit that fits our personality and we gravitate towards watching a team that fits our personality. We gravitate towards reading books that fit our views 
and watching TV that fits our views, but we don't gravitate towards things that don't. So in order to, to get better at that, we've got to meet people because some people out there that are, that are putting work out that are different from ours, is just, they're just on a different level and it'll help us. Like the Stevie Grieve uh, podcast is really good for that. Um, Stevie's a complete different personality to me, but you know, I think we, we bounce a lot of ideas off each other in the, in the 20, 30 minutes. And that's, that's the kind of, I think that's a good message to send to young coaches. I think that'll offer a lot of um, sort of comfort to, to the coaches that we're working with. Um, Gary, I, I can't thank you enough for your time. Um, is there anything you'd like to, to sign off with? No, not a problem, Martin. Not a problem. Where can they Where can they find out information on the PCT coaching? Then, how can someone get involved or or follow you? So, at the minute, we're on we're on Facebook and Twitter, uh, PCT Coaching, and we've also got a website that's just getting built at the minute, which will be www.pctcoaching.co.uk. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, here, if I can help in any way, just let me know, and and I'll put I'll put everything on the podcast and the link as well, and and uh, I get the coaches to follow it. That was brilliant, Gary. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. For more coaching topics, sessions, and resources, head on over to Coach Kernine on Facebook or visit the website at www.modernsoccercoach.com.